the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money investing. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money investing and more. Ethereum has been in the news recently. The market of stocks is mellowing, but Bitcoin and cryptocurrency is not. Ethereum flew 11%. Bitcoin bounced, but wasn't up 11% yesterday. Um... Twitter's getting into the clubhouse world. Home Depot hits an all-time high. Um, Domino's Pizza is popping, even though the food delivery business is going to be questionable. Will it be as strong as post-pandemic as during pandemic? Yesterday was one of those kind of blah days. What do I mean by that? Um, Russell had the best, uh, no, Dow Jones had the best day, but the Russell 2000 small caps did nicely. NASDAQ continues its overall kind of spring of blah. Twitter announced that every account with over 600 followers can host a space. Try to copy Clubhouse. Um, that's how tech is working right now. It's interesting that the great ideas are very, very few and far between. The step forwards are nice, but essentially we're just trying to copy our way into relevancy in tech companies. Verizon's going to pass its hot potato on to someone else. Man, the AOL Yahoo hot potato of who wants to own these donkeys. Um, it's kind of sad. I posted that, you know, AOL and Yahoo are kind of become on the road to obscurity and they've been on it for a while. But I got an email from someone yesterday saying, hey, I, I heard you say that Yahoo's getting sold again. Different management sold again. Those are typically not longevity type of ideas. But keep in mind, it was for five billion dollars. Um, that's interesting to note because I don't think your Yahoo email address is going to go away. Very few companies say, yeah, I want to buy a asset, roughly seven, $5 billion. Uh, some of that has to be tied up in email, right? But again, his instant response was, what's it mean for me and my email? First and foremost, if you've got a Yahoo email or an AOL email, probably time to get a different email address. Just so you don't look old. So anytime someone writes me an email to complain about the show, first thing I notice, it's from an AOL account. I'm like, ah, I can't take that seriously. <laughs> you just can't. 
Remember how Warren Buffett over the weekend kind of took through some shade at the way of Robin Hood, saying the way you gamify stocks isn't best for the long term. And Robin Hood sent out a press release saying, well, uh, we think that there's multiple investing gurus out there, not just you, Mr. Buffett. So keep your opinion to yourself. I'm like, don't piss off Warren Buffett. He's like the Incredible Hulk. He's never wrong. He will smash you. It's not quite like that. According to the SEC, Robinhood made $331 million in revenue in the first quarter. Compare that to $221 million in the fourth quarter of 2020. And you can see that online day trading or online trading is becoming more and more of a thing. Again, it's worth throwing out there for you. It's not worth getting too freaked out about it. Pfizer and CVS Health both topped current earnings per share estimates by a wide margin and issued 2021 earnings per share guidance above consensus estimates. The Reserve Bank of Australia kept its key policy rate unchanged and it raised its 2021 GDP growth forecast internationally speaking. The healthcare sector is doing okay with Pfizer and CVS. Australia is keeping things steady. They're not seeing things get much worse. And they're not really taking off um, their positive angle, which is good. A constructive angle is probably what I want to say. New York Times is reporting Pfizer's COVID vaccine could be approved by FDA for emergency use in children's age 12 through 15. In a heartbeat, I would get my 12-year-old vaccinated. Um, I believe in science. I believe in molecular science. A lot of what's gone into vaccines and pharmaceuticals are molecular-based. Um, now, when we start talking about changing the genetics of people and microengineering genetics, I'll probably have more of a moral debate. But the efficacy and the safety data is is more than appropriate and fine for me to put it in my child's arm. Um, and that's just me. The New York Times has reported that Pfizer's COVID vaccine could soon be approved by the FDA for emergency use. Um, hitting that headline one more time, again, there is the emergency use is getting that title thrown off will be able to make Pfizer be able to market the drug a little bit more and to raise prices. Turn it from a, for lack of a better phrase, a, a generic approach to fighting a, a disease to more of a marketing approach. Wow, that sounds bad, doesn't it? The EU is reporting targeting a return for vaccinated U.S. tourists in late June. The airlines are loving it. It's kind of like a McDonald's commercial. Airlines are going, ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And the only thing we care about is when can we drink liquor again on planes? There's an overhang of corporate and capital gains tax rates possibly going up. There's a lot of question marks there. There's perhaps a little geopolitical tension on the line as G7 foreign ministers meet in London today. There's still the influence that's constantly out there that we have to hit with a stick of China, Russia, and Iran. Key takeaway from the report is that both um, the trade deficit widened. Again, it's, I heard a pretty good argument. <laughs> this is, again, I try not to pass judgment, 
but you say something out loud and let's say you're at a bar or park or financial radio show and you go, I'm not sure how I feel about Americans. We basically threw down the credit card and said, we want all the shots we can get. And then once a months later, you're like, ah, it's relaxing in the United States, but you see what's happening in India. And, um, I, I had a financial hawk talk to me and he goes, if America fails financially, the world goes to hell. I'm like, you don't really believe with the devil in like fire pits. And he goes, yes, if the war, if America fails financially, the world is over. I kind of bought the argument of why it's important for the big spenders to get vaccinated first. And then you start going, no, I didn't really just say that out loud, did I? How do you feel about that? The human tragedy in India versus the things are getting better in America. But down the road, capitalists will say the world needs America to spin to stop the pain from getting worse. Whoa. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, interesting. I got a call from my bank today that I'm overdrawn and it's starting to look like fraud. Starting to look like I've been hacked. Um, I'm not concerned. It's all in bank. Not concerned at the least, but it is interesting to note that pain in the butts can happen to me as well as you. Oh, not a pretty day on Wall Street. I see the Russell struggling down 2%. The Nasdaq's down 2%. They're the growthier of the two markets. The S&P 500's down 1%. The Dow Jones Industrial Average 30, which is 30 stocks, down one half a percent. Trade deficit hits a record high amid pent-up demand. Uh, Bill and Melinda Gates have already decided how to divide their wealth. Interesting that the first thing that comes up to me was Jeff Bezos and his wife, McKinsey, who's now going by McKinsey Scott, that when they divorced, um, Bezos was still very active in the company. And you instantly went like, ooh, I wonder if she's going to dump all the shares. I wonder if like this is going to be a selling event in the stock. I don't think it did. Now, Bill Gates is, owns about 1% of Microsoft, if I believe the last time I saw current records. And I don't really see that getting to be a big issue here, but about their foundation, they said we're committed to working together on it in the future of deciding the direction. Keep in mind, I think that media has told a story that Melinda Gates has helped Bill shape his vision for world foundations and such. Um, but I think she's considered as much of an executive as he is. He's probably considered more of a thinker um, just because of the way our society works. 
But I remember when he first started his foundation, he wanted to do things like get birth control in people's hands. Uh, world population continues to grow. Birth control is a problem. And I think as he got more educated on the problems, he started thinking, maybe this is the wrong approach. Maybe we should feed people. Maybe we should pl supply them with fresh water. Maybe we should supply them uh, with a solution for toilets so that they're not pooping in the river that they're drinking out of. Uh, I think he's going to go down in history as, as uh, the guy who brought libraries to the United States, the guy who brought public schools to the United States, he will be something on a social level to be the guy who did something. But again, I read a biography on him 20 years ago, roughly. And it talked about how in Japan, he's considered a god. But in the United States, he's considered a, a capitalist pig. 20 years ago, he's changed his image a little bit from that capitalist pig, maybe a little bit. But I'm sure some of you in the listening audience hate him as a technologist billionaire. I get it. So I'm not knocking it in any way, shape, or form. I'm looking at stocks that I own. I tend to have a portfolio that's growth skewed. Um, and because of that, um, it's getting hit today. The I, I watch a lot of different portfolios. The portfolios that I look at that are income-oriented it's probably about 50 50 50 uh, percent of the stocks down 50 percent are up but the pure growth the apples the qualcomms the, the googles the nikes um the big blue chip names are getting beat up pretty good today at least twice as bad as the overall average market s p 500 um interesting note I get a lot of emails. I told you one earlier today about the kid demanding his parents wanting, you know, part of the tax credit that is supposed to go to the parents for their dependents. He's like, I'm entitled to that because I'm the dependent. Well, then go pay your own bills. You're entitled to it. Another one that I just saw was my wife inherited eight hundred thousand dollars. She put three hundred thousand towards our mortgage and five hundred thousand in her own bank account. Um what did we just do? So if they divorce, does she pay him alimony? Does he get half your commingling funds? So she put 300000 towards our mortgage. Um, so that's a pretty big chunk, right? Depending on where you live, how much your cost is. House is worth 450000 So it's almost paid off by the wife's inheritance, a big chunk of it. But then she put the remaining 500000 into her own personal checking account, which basically has a bubble, not, not completely perfectly, of what's mine's mine, what's yours is yours. Um, divorce is really sticky, and it's the subject of the day. Um, if there's a big chunk of change, $500,000 sitting in your wife's bank account, and you divorce and you're in retirement or you divorce right before retirement or you divorce in your low pay. There's no 401k. There's no kid education. They've already gone to school. The husband paid it with his job. He's got 25 years of supporting the family. She's got one year of getting a big inheritance. Um, financial situations get very sticky. It's 
better to have solutions and ideas before you get into them. Um, but don't commingle your assets. It's one of the advices, pieces of advice that I'll throw down for a young person. Um, New Focus Financial had a lot of clients that had a lot of kids, and I enjoyed talking to the kids probably more than I did to the parents because I like to help people accumulate wealth. Chad Burton likes to help people manage wealth. Um, and that's super generic because he probably has some other things that he likes too, right? Um, but one of the things I would tell the kids of, you know, who are 20, 25, 30 is make sure you marry well. And for instance, I'm, you know, my board op, uh, he might be getting married down the road and I'll be like, well, are you marrying into wealth? Are you not? Have you all had this conversation? Um, if there's people in your life, you should have conversations about it and, one of the ones I tell women is make sure you marry wisely only because in 25 years of doing radio, I've, I've run into a lot of women who get married at 18, <laughs> pay for their husband's college, pay for everything. And then he goes his way. She goes her way. And it's like, uh, I don't know. I don't like seeing people taken advantage of, but again, it's, it's an important conversation to have sooner rather than later. We'll take a break here. We'll be right back. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. The stock market is currently fighting a headwind after enjoying quite a tailwind. After, again, uh, the tailwind of stimulus came after the pandemic numbers went crazy and we changed presidents in the United States and stimulus plans got jacked higher. A lot going on, right? Pfizer and CVS both topped expectations by a wide margin. Earnings aren't the problem this season. It's not why the market's taking a pause. The Reserve Bank of Australia kept its key policy rate unchanged. That tells me that there's some Asian Pacific stability. For maybe lack of a you know better insight for you, nothing very dramatic is happening. More states are announcing a relaxation of the COVID restrictions. The one that I saw yesterday that obviously made huge news was Florida. Basically, anything COVID no longer exists. Um, I don't really know how that plays out. I don't. It is going to be interesting to watch. Um, in the coming days and coming weeks. Am I panicked? Nope. Am I changing the way I invest? Not really. Dogecoin is going to be accepted at an Oakland A's baseball game. Another example of cryptocurrency that will ask for forgiveness later. But it's kind of fun using it. Um, due to the capital gains laws, CFP Chad Burton's been on the air a couple times talking about how some Robinhood investors are getting hit with tax bills that they didn't know was coming. Just because you're online and you're buying and selling stock with, with real money, you're going to pay real taxes on short-term capital gains. And you're going to have to offset losses with those gains. And you're going to need to keep track of that paperwork. 
25 years ago in the industry when names like Smith Barney were the dominant brokerage houses, they had really good paperwork. And companies like E-Trade would come in and say, hey, we've got this new platform. It's way cheaper. Um, I can give another example. What were some of the discount? Bro- there was a, there's probably not one on the West Coast, but there was a discount brokerage on the East Coast called Oldie, O-L-D-E. Um, and their paperwork was awful compared to Fidelity or Vanguard's or compared to Smith Barney's. And for a lot of the listeners out there, I would say discount brokers aren't the great because they aren't the best because they don't have great paperwork. And I can tell you from using things like Acorn, if you want, if you have a problem with your account as a cash app or as an investment app, you're probably not going to get real answers. You're probably going to get a FAQ. And if you do get real answers, you may be on the phone for the better part of the day. And then that person may hang up on you or like it gets very frustrating when you're dealing with the lower cost providers of service because they have to cut corners somewhere. One area you do not want cut is in cash accounting. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money investing and more. Disney has a slate of 12 movies coming out. In the next few years, um, starting with Black Widow, premiering July 9th, it's a return to normal. It's a return to movie theaters idea. Will we be fully packing in movie theaters July 9th? I don't know. I know some states will. Will parents feel comfortable sending their kids to a packed movie theater? I assume a lot will, but not all. This is one of the key like roadmaps that you lay out on why you want to invest in a company like Disney. I remember doing it three years ago when Avengers Endgame was the 12th movie. I was like, man, they got a lot of movies coming out. Do we really need that many superheroes? And the answer is yes. I personally feel like it's gone a little bit too far. Um, but I like this, the slate of superheroes coming out. A lot of people of color. And that is much more reflective of the universe than the Caucasian Rob Black. Yay. Uh, coronavirus variants called escape mutants are threatening to undo progress. That's a negative out there. That's It's looming pretty large. On We already saw a Pfizer report good numbers today, for, and they're going after dropping the emergency use but official use, which means they'll be allowed to market. I'm starting to feel a little bit like the headlines are treating Pfizer like, man, you're going for a cash grab, aren't you? Do I blame them? No. If I had technology to cure cancer, I, I certainly wouldn't sell it for free. Or maybe I would. I don't know. <laughs> you know, can't say that for sure. Uh, but that's always one of the things that in commercials I always listen for. Like, what's their intent? What's their purpose? And again, I'm not taking a huge shot here because I love the radio industry. But one of the more prevalent type of commercials you hear on a regular basis is for mattresses. And it tells me that mattresses must have a big markup. I wanted to start a business called Murder Scene Mattresses. Which would be, that's right, you guessed it. Someone killed themselves, blew their brains out all over a mattress. That mattress is going to be 10 bucks, right? 
It's better than sending it to the dump, just washing those brains and noodles off. But I, that would help. That would go a long way to probably spreading disease, probably a long way to really lowering our economy and humanity to the lowest common denominator. But it would also go a long way to, like, do you, is a $5,000 mat- mattress really worth 5000 You spend a third of your life sleeping on it. You might as well pay an arm and leg for it. But if they're spending that much money on sports radio, they're, they throw a lot of money down. So, and I'm not going to give any names. Although I did meet, and this is pretty interesting, a few years, many years ago, 20 years ago. Um, and I don't even know if it's the same guy, but he had a dial a mattress, 1-800 mattress, and leave the last S off for savings. And this guy had enough money to bankroll radio shows like mine so that I can get paid, the station could get paid, advertisers could get paid. And that's kind of where I learned the markup is huge. And he kind of gave me a wink, wink, nudge, nudge, poke, poke. These mattresses are made, you know, right on the border of Mexico with super cheap labor and sent right across the border with super low transportation costs. And again, I don't know if any of that's true or false anymore. It it taught me early in life to really have my ear listening out for... um, fraud or not i don't want to say fraud but who's trying to like milk me (laughs) you're saying don't put that image in my head oh um elsewhere out there i tried to make a joke earlier about the pandemic causing divorces of billionaires that didn't really go anywhere but i do think the bill and melinda gates divorce story is it's nice to see that it's not ugly it's nice to see that there there was no prenup and that it didn't create an issue it's not great it's a gray divorce their kids are already old a gray divorce is something cfp chad burton will talk about with a lot of authority and legitimacy on how our society uh, i'm not going to say society here I'm going to say how it sucks to be a woman 65 years old and being on your own again. I was at the dog park a couple weeks ago, and a woman took it a fancy to me and my my puppy. And uh, she's talking, and she's like, yeah, I got an apartment. And she's 60-ish. She's like, I got an apartment right across the street. And you know, My daughter went to Stanford, or my daughter went to whatever college, and she was talking me up. And it didn't take a lot to see that she grew up in Burlingame, had a beautiful house. They got a divorce. She got an apartment. It, it does bring up a lot of questions on how you want to live your life at 60 plus or 65 plus, whatever you consider retirement. Um, and she goes, yeah, I don't really need the space. But you could almost hear some underpinnings of this wasn't exactly what we wanted. We wanted to stay in the Burlingame house. He got the Burlingame house. She got a condo in San Carlos. Uh, I think of it like five miles apart. Daughter will still be able to visit both. Like, oof, that is less than ideal. I don't know if you ever spent 30 years developing a relationship and developing a family, and then everyone goes their own ways. And suddenly, though, my mom, it, it happened to my mom, you know? Um, my dad died 25 years ago. Massive heart attack, boom. Uh, can't, massive heart attack led to finding cancer. Cancer led to it's uh, being removed. Then it came back, and then he died. Uh, but she was on her own for 20, 20, 25 years there. 
And ultimately, I had to handle the money, and my brother Dave had to, had to handle the legal affairs. And the idea there was that she had a kid who was in money, and she had a kid who was in the law. And sadly, she wasn't raised to do checkbooks. Sadly, she wasn't raised. To, my dad did all that to do taxes. Um, so the grain of America, and the you know, women tend to live longer than men. So seeing the woman at the dog park get a divorce, seeing Mackenzie Gates or Mackenzie Bezos, and uh, women tend to live longer. They need to have a little bit more in the savings kitty, the retirement purse. Because with my dad, my mom cleaned the poop off his butt, the vomit when he was vomiting from chemo. Who's going to do that for her? And what we learned was it was going to be a nurse, and they're a lot more expensive than having a, a relative or a spouse do it for you. It's a real issue. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. So today's show is taking on a feel for the grain of America, the divorce of America. We all can't be as lucky as the Bezos and the Gates and be the two richest people on the planet. Where divorce is like, ah, you take the Mercedes, I'll take the Benz. You take the Sterling, I'll take the Silver. Let's just split it all straight down the middle. Los Angeles County reported, but again, that's I think that's the story of the day is divorce and like let's start thinking about um if i died how would my spouse be left what if i divorce how would she be left um i see because women live longer they need to save another half a million dollars potentially that's a ballpark start in my head or they need to have a plan for another half million dollars as you know, my dad's been dead 25 years before my mom died. Um, his income went away. You know, she was replaced with Social Security and, you know, his retirement income. Which was less than when he worked, right? Los Angeles County reported zero COVID-19 deaths for a second day in a row. That's important because it's the nation's most populous county. That's important because... People will feel more comfortable spending money in crowds, in groups, in everyday life scenarios. India has postponed medical exams so students can help fight the country's devastating COVID-19 surge. India passed 20 million coronavirus cases on Tuesday. The country has recorded more than 300,000 daily new cases for nearly two weeks. Once again, a very dense part of the world. Little, I don't want to say less sanitary because that's a broad statement. But the other headlines out there, like one headline gives you optimism, one headline gives you um, discouragement. Here's a headline that should give you encouragement: Condom sales have skyrocketed. I know you're saying, "Careful, Rob! Don't get, don't get bleeped." Uh, as vaccinate as vaccinated singles get ready for a summer of sex. I've heard, I've seen numerous research reports on this. There's venture capital going into sexual pleasure, sexual devices, sexual health. Um, I have to imagine that some of the bigger groups out there 
are are doing quite well. Um, trying to monetize like Match.com and you know, for lack of a better word, uh, a free world again. Condom sales shot up 23.4% between March and April. Now, again, I'm not talking pro-life. I'm not doing any of that. 23% is a number that gets the eyeballs of people like me. Now, I, again, it's all being attributed to be people being vaccinated. Like that may be the new business card, for lack of a better phrase. Oh, for the record, my spouse misplaced her card and suddenly she's being asked for her card. Picture front, picture back at least, and then put it somewhere smart. Um, I want to stop this whole Durex condom thing, but I want to end with one more statistic. Match.com 2020 Singles America Survey. 71% of singles reported they haven't had sex during the pandemic. That's pretty interesting. That's not what I would have predicted. You know, I, I think part of the show is sometimes is how dumbfounded we get at unintended consequences. Um, but that's not what I would have predicted because they say kids will be kids. For lack of a better phrase. Um, treasuries aren't doing much right now. A little counterintuitive. The market seems to be going through this period of moving from a, a tailwind, making things easier with stimulus, to moving towards a headwind of what's next. Um, but I have no problem with the earnings that I'm seeing. I'm not panicked or distraught or dismayed. Megacop, growth, tech, you name the buzzword of those three, put them all together, and they're leading the market slower. Some people are starting to posit a theory and work with me on this one because I don't think it's ludicrous that we've hit the peak growth narrative. That from here on in, it only is going to become more real. So like the peak growth narrative could be the condom sales are surging. The reality is some people may get together. Oh, you got halitosis over the pandemic. Your teeth are janky. The mask caused like zits to grow on your face the reality may not be as, as great as the story. Same thing with the stimulus, same thing as it's time for the rich to pay. But when we start seeing the deficit roll in, the rich may not pay and the deficit may get bigger. How do you feel about ending this hour with that concept? Have we hit the peak growth narrative? We got the stimulus, we got the new president, we were getting the pandemic numbers under control, zero deaths in LA County two days in a row. Is there any more better news to get? Wall Street knows that we saved trillions during the pandemic. Wall Street knows that there's trillions of stimulus. There's nothing Wall Street doesn't know. Have we hit the peak growth narrative? What can take us higher now? Maybe some mergers and acquisitions to companies saying, you know what? We didn't handle our affairs as well as we should have during the pandemic, and some of our peers are going to look better than us, and because of that, we're going to lose valuation, therefore, we're going to sell while we can. It's a pretty good question, and again, maybe we'll answer that in the coming days, coming weeks, coming months on the show. Peak growth, 
narrative consolidation activity. Names like Apple, Alphabet, Facebook, Tesla are all underperforming today to the tune of twice as bad as the market. Um, or is it going to be by the dip? And by Wednesday this week, we're starting, or Wednesday, I guess that's tomorrow. By Thursday this week, we're going to start saying, whoo, that was a scary 3% correction. <laughs> Nothing scary about kittens or 3% corrections. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com.